Oh no. Oh, I thought he was going to burp. Anyhow, <laughs> no opening jingle because I thought uh, Andrew was going to ruin everything. But um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Did You See the Thing? Uh, it's me, PJ. As ever, I'm joined with. It's Kyle again. No, it's just. Oh, it's, McGregor. it's just Andrew. Just, just Andrew again. Thankfully, it's just me. So we were having a little discussion before we started this, and we are pretty topicless. So we're just gonna freewheel. This is just this is just an insight into just conversation that we would have. This is like unstructured, winging it, and slam poetry of podcast. Yeah, improv, bro. Sin. Yes, yeah. and <gasps> yes, and indeed, and what? And <laughs> shall, we, shall we start with the little bit of structure that we what do have, uh, which is... Oh, he's frozen on my screen, ladies and gentlemen. I have no idea if he's coming in at all. Oh, he's back. You froze. I don't know what happened to you. I, th- I think my Wi-Fi temporarily died because you froze as well. And uh, my screen stopped loading. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. He's back. I was just um, wheeling, so we'll see. Like yeah, we'll, st- we'll start with a little bit of structure that we do have, which is, do you have... Any, did you see the things? Like, small nuggets. Well, I've got an interesting video about a tuna fish. No. (laughs) (laughs) I did I've watched that so many times this week, it's wild. But I've completely forgotten it. Um, What was it? It was quite a cool... I'll just give you mine and I'll let you find it. Mine was uh, sent to me by a friend of mine. uh, And it's the fact that the Grammys have added video game score as a legit category for the next awards. That's cool. Yeah, I reckon good, I think. Um, I think that's good as well. Because video game scores rock a lot of times. Um, yeah, I really like it. Some of them are incredible. I just don't, I hope, um, that, um, I hope that they don't count like a, like any EA Sports games because they just have, they've just got top <laughs> just, 40 music. Just top 40 music. <laughs> oh, I love this song. This is my jam. I heard it on the radio. <laughs> I um, don't. I did have a, a, a single. Did you see the thing? But I cannot remember what it was. Okay. So. Well, you'll probably interrupt us later on with your bonus. Did you see the thing? As you sometimes like, remember what do. it is. Yeah. I think I've done that two or three times now. Yeah. Um, I've got a few a few contents of the week which I'll sort of stretch out a little bit because we're just kind of winging. Yep. And we could talk about a little bit about a bunch of it. My the first one I want to talk about is. Um, it's another Sam the Cooking Guy video. I've talked about him mm-hmm. before. Um, he did a, a Father's Day special in America a couple of weeks ago now, I think. Um, but the, the concept for the video was that he... So normally he cooks and his eldest son uh, films and one of his friends co-films. Yep. Um, we know from context that he has got other sons because we, we we talk, he talks about them. Um, but this time the concept was he was going to sit in a chair facing away from the outside kitchen his eldest son was still going to film but his other two sons were going to cook the thing and he was going to not look at it not lay anything out for them and just talk them through it play by play Okay. and he wanted a very specific surf and turf sandwich so he got a tri-tip ribeye which he was going to put in the smoker and yep. then some crayfish tails, which he was also going to put in the smoker. Interesting, okay. And then a, um, I can't remember, like a very intricate kind of sauce for it. And he has to basically stay hands off, not look at anything, not go, oh, just pick that thing up there, because he can't see. 
uh, and just describe it to these two guys and it is nothing if not chaotic <laughs> it's it's really entertaining um, do it like prepping the steak and stuff is fine because it's like rub it with oil and season it and put it in the smoker that's fine yeah. but watching him describe and then the the absolute derailment of them prepping the crayfish tails <laughs> it's just because they wanted <laughs> it done a specific way and they they didn't understand what he meant but they I did it they cut no one to do either. they got it, they actually got it right and then it came out of the smoker and he's like shit yeah that, that's exactly what i meant um, <laughs> but it's just really chaotic and fun and he spends the whole time moaning about how you shouldn't have children for this exact reason but then they make him a good sandwich so maybe so you, you should, should have children because then you can have sandwiches yeah yeah exactly good i reckon um yeah so that was just really good fun i'll, I'll obviously post a link um and then the other one, I've mentioned this to you off air, but I listened to, it's called the Full Send Podcast. I've never heard of it before. I've never listened to it before, but I listened to it because it came up on my for use with their guest being Post Malone. Oh, yeah. Um, and just a really interesting chat. I think he, it's one of those ones where it's not like a structured interview or anything. They don't really have a topic. They just kind of bounce about. Um, the three guys that host it, are clearly quite good interviewers I think because they're just letting him talk yeah. and then just spinning more questions out of what he's talking about they're not having they're not like directing him with questions and then if he answers one way the next question isn't completely out of context for the previous they just kind of let it all roll and it's really cool really well done but he seems like a good bloke I think he seems fun and cool <laughs> I saw a video with him the other day I think he was talking it was like a Jimmy Kimmel or something like that and he was talking like He's like, 90% of the time, I see myself and I'm like, yeah, cool, that's me. And then but every now and then, he catches himself in the mirror and goes, wow, I'm a weird looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's really strange. Because um, he, he, like, like to look at, he's, he looks like he could be quite intimidating, but he's so polite and humble. Like, every question, yeah. like, no, sir, yes, sir, all the way through the interview. He just seems like such a nice bloke. Um but the the really funny bit to me was towards the sort of tail end of it, they talk about um, apocalyptic stuff and they, they ask the classic question of what would your go-to weapon in a, an apocalypse be? And his answer without even missing a beat was a stop sign, which he has fashioned into an axe. <laughs> and what gets me is that none of those none of the guys with him reacted either. They were like, yeah, that seems fine, yeah, I reckon. That's, that's okay. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. I mean, if it'll work, I reckon that's probably not a yeah, bad idea. I reckon it'll work. Um, yeah, I just it was a really interesting chat. He seems he seems nice. He seems I don't know. He just seems like a bit of fun. Um, but cool. I don't know, I don't know how much I like that podcast. To be honest, I don't know the hosts are good at what they're doing, but I don't know if I like them. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, um, everybody that listens to us probably feels the same. That is true. Like, actually, no, that that, that implies that we're good at what we're doing. And more than once have we lost all audio, had a complete meltdown. <laughs> yeah, the first episode recorded, we are not putting anywhere because it's so boy. <laughs> what first? What first episode? Oh yeah, the, the first one that we put out was actually really good, wasn't it? Professional, yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Don't know what you talk about. That's not a secret lost episode. No, 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 no. Or isn't there? Yeah, um, yeah. What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> um, do you want my one? Yeah, episode? if you've got, if you've got them, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with this week was the Summer Games Fest, mm. which is basically E3, but E3 is dead now. Mm. So if you're not a gamer, 
I know some people that listen to this are not gamers. E3 used to be the biggest gaming expo where they would show off all the new games and went, depending on what time it was, all the new consoles. We're obviously in between consoles, but then it was it seemed to be dying anyway, but then COVID killed it off. Uh, and then there's this guy called Jeff Keighley, who seems to also run the Game Awards. He set up uh, something called the Summer Games Fest. And I... Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I did. I think it's better. He just marathons through these games. Yeah. It's like trailer, small chat, trailer, small it's chat. Like, trailer, holy smokes, this looks great. Now the next thing, that also looks great. Let's keep yeah. on going. It's, it's, you're never going, oh my God, this is boring. Or Because E3 had a habit of sending on like really weird things. Like I'm trying to think of good examples. They would, they would often send somebody on with zero media training and get them to like a, a weird socially awkward nerdy person with no media training they would then put them on a stage in front of tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people and present the thing that they have actually got no idea what it is because they've worked on such yeah. a minuscule part of it yeah and it's it was so always, awkward yeah. although i do recommend going back and finding the keanu reeves reveal for the cyberpunk one great point. that was great and i also i don't know her name um but she was like one of the lead designers on what's it called Ghostwire Tokyo the mm-hmm. new game that's just come out mm-hmm. she came on and she is hilarious I still remember her coming on and like after the trailer thing like finishes and she says this game it's spooky <laughs> 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 it's very funny um, but anyway yeah they smashed her a couple there's a couple of games I'm looking forward to the Naughty Dog guys told us about a remake proper remake of the first Last of Us game which I'm mm. really excited for and also that when they were building The Last of Us 2, they had a multiplayer mode in it, but they decided that that was so good that they've, just, they've taken it out of that game and are building a whole other game um, that's multiplayer. So there's going to be a story mode and like all sorts. Uh, I think probably it's going to be set in The Last of Us universe, um, but I'm really excited for that. I'm really interested to see if they're putting a story mode into it, like... Because the story in the first two games is like so incredible and hard, but how are they going to do that in a multiplayer world? Like, is it going to be as emotional if I've got you mugging around in the background? That's what I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The main it's... character will be dying, and I'll look over and you're bloody looting. <laughs> yeah, or just shouting profanities at everyone in the chat, like a recent <laughs> event, e- <laughs> getting eaten by a clicker in the background. <laughs> Showing, resby, resby. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. It's, it. I don't know. It's. It's almost when they talk about it being um, story multiplayer. It. It makes me think of Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Um, it could be something like that. Which I hope I it's sort of destiny hope, thing. Yeah. Oh, maybe actually. Yeah. I hope it sort of is and it isn't because I like. I like the Legends one because I like the way the story moves and how it's sort of cut up into nice little stints. But I don't like how it's only two player. Yes, I don't I like how that's not the, the option. The thing is, it's a couple of players, like four, yeah. would be quite nice. Yeah, um, I think it would make sense for it to be like that because a lot of squads, or have it have it be that you can play it, play it solo up to four or six or whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't need, it doesn't require it, so you don't have to squad fill. You don't have to play it with only yeah. two or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that, it does look good. Or sound good, sorry, doesn't look good. Sound good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. What else was there? There seemed to be like four different science fiction horror games. Yeah. 
there so that's many just a of whole, them. It's a whole thing that I just I don't really vibe with. Like I don't I'm not a big horror yes. fan in, in in particular, but it seems like there are so many yeah, like sci fi horror games all the time. Um, and the, the fan base for them seems huge and, and um enthusiastic, but I don't really get it. I don't really care. Like that's just me it seems to be there's something called that's like the Callisto project, which I'd heard of before. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, look, it looks incredible, but yeah. it looks like new Dead Space. And there's something called Fort Solus or something. Which mm-hmm. I preferred the trailer for that. And then there was another one where the bad guys were robots, like Terminator type things. Yep. Which I actually, I was like, okay, that's quite. It quite does cool. look good. <laughs> yeah. um, what else appeared in that? There was lots of anime games. New there's there was another uh, Aliens game announced. There was, but I thought it looked kind of isometric. Which is not usually my vibe. So no. anybody that doesn't know, that's sort of like the viewpoint that you get if you're playing like classic Age of Empires or something like that. So we'll see. But yeah, I think I outside of this, we should all pick up Aliens Fire Team. I feel like that would be right up our street. Yeah, hang on. How, how, yeah, let me look this up. Um, I don't know what it's called. Though, that's the only thing. Is it not just called Aliens Fire Team? Oh, I thought you were looking up the new one. Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, it's, it's Aliens something, definitely. Um, I forget. But, yeah, I mean, you've talked about Aliens Fire Team before. Um, it, yeah, maybe maybe it's the one. I don't know. We're still don't sort know of... We haven't done it. We're still sort of looking for the game, aren't we? Um, you can get it pre-owned um, on PS5 for £20. See, it's not much. Um, we are sort of bouncing between games but I, I'm quite enjoying bouncing between games and yeah. when you get okay, this massive tangent I'm looking forward to you getting Hell Let Loose because that'll be fun so Hell Let Loose is a World War 2 shooter that is like hyper realistic um, like if you play like Call of Duty if you shoot somebody you get a little indicator you hear the sound effect and then you get um, like points effectively for every kill and you get text on screen to tell you that you've killed them. You've got the killed them, yeah. In Hell Let Loose, nothing. Yeah. You can see a guy in the trees, you can start shooting at him, and then you won't see him. Did you get him? Did he lie down? <laughs> Is he behind a tree? Who knows? <laughs> did he Did he leave the lobby? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it, it adds to the stress. It's, it is a good game, It is, but it's very stressful. And the matches are long. They're like an hour and a bit. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's quite cool, actually. You were like fully committed in for a long time when you play one of those. I think I'll um, I think I'll get that for next weekend. Uh, it shouldn't be that expensive. It was a PS Plus game at one point, so I think it was. Anyway. Or, or do I wait and see if it's in one in of the thing in one of the collections in a couple of weeks? It could be. Because that's only like two weeks away. It's really not far away at all. Yeah, it's not far away. And actually, next weekend, I'm pretty busy, so we can play. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm actually not here next weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. mm. neither am I. I'm in London, Muppet. so it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, um, daft. Uh, right, that was Summer Games Fest. If you like games, you've probably all watched it. Go check it out. New Call of Duty, all that kind of stuff. Although that looked a bit meh. Uh, yeah, it does. It, it's one of those ones where it looks, either again, it looks visually really cool. Some of the stuff they're doing with the technology sounds cool. But I can guarantee the stuff they're talking about with technology will be um, almost exclusive to the single-player campaign. And it will not cross over to the multiplayer, and it will not cross over to Warzone. Mm. Yeah, although apparently they're working on another Warzone. So we'll see. Yes, Warzone 2 is coming 
tail end of this year, apparently. Which I am desperate for them to just update to the next gen. And just kill... Just make it PS5 and Xbox, whatever that is. Yeah, but... I th- the pro- well, actually, no. It's, they won't, because money, 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 money. No, but actually, it's fine, because they can, because they've said that um, once Warzone 2 comes out, that will be um, live service updates. Mm. Warzone 1 will still exist, but it just won't have live service updates. So you can still... Like right, it'll so. still be open. So if you're on if you're on PS4, you can still play Warzone, and they can still make all their money because they'll still have stuff in the store. Stuff is, got it. So well, maybe they should, but they won't. I am looking forward to the final switch over, and it always every console generation it takes a couple years. Yeah, but we're yeah. two years in now, so a final switch should be within the next year or two, I'd hope. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> going back, Summer Games Fest. If you like games, watch it. Now, the other thing I was going to talk about, content of my other content of the week. I haven't finished this myself, but I mentioned them a while ago, the podcast Play, Watch, Listen, um, which is on Alana Pierce's YouTube channel. I'll send the link to this. Uh, and it features a game <coughs> game developer, game composer, game writer, and game voice actor. But the voice actor, Troy Baker, who's in lots and lots and lots of stuff, he, he was in Love, Death and Robots. And he's the main guy in Bad Travelling. Yeah. So if you're interested in the process behind that and all that kind of stuff, they have an hour and like an hour and ten minute conversation about the making of that episode of Love, Death and Robots. Cool. So that's that's if you're into it, that's well worth uh, well worth listening to I've just that's said, like, interesting and good I think yeah I've not finished um, it because it is an hour and ten minutes but I'm working my way through it now I also like they all of, seem really cool so yeah you all see, yeah, they all seem like dead nice um, speaking of Troy Baker he was also wheeled out at um, Summer Games Fest he was uh, I forget which game for but he came out twice he came out for he came out for that Fort Solus thing because he he was in that with the guy that plays Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2. That's right. And then he came out for the Naughty Dog panel to talk about The Last of Us with Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in The Last of Us, and Neil Druckmann, who is the writer and director of the first two games. There you and go. they announced, fun little thing for anybody that cares, next year, hopefully, The Last of Us TV show from the guy that made the Chernobyl series, which is really good. Um, is coming out and it stars Pedro Pascal as Joel and in the video game that's played by, they're played, he's played by Troy Baker so Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson have apparently decent roles in the TV series but when asked are they based on game characters or are they new characters Neil Druckmann the writer said yes <laughs> interesting <laughs> just, just, didn't, uh, are, they, are they game characters or new characters Yes. <laughs> so want, who knows? Do you want chips or beans with that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'm wondering if what he's suggesting is they're in the game, but they've been given beefed up parts. I don't. Interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Next maybe. year, hopefully. Maybe. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's good. Really hoping it's good. The, the show, you mean, or the new game? Yeah, the show. Yeah, or both. Um, I think the thing is, I don't think it can. I don't think it can be bad because of who's behind it. I mean, and then who's in it as well? Strong team, yeah. I forget, I forget who the who the woman playing Elliot is, but she was in Game of Thrones. She was, yes. I don't know her name. Um, I'm just going to look her up real quick because I didn't like her character in that, but she she was good as that character. Um, they've 
they also released they did release a screenshot as well uh, i don't know the best way that we can share that for any of those who hasn't seen it but post it it's interesting tweet oh, yeah, just post it we can twitter it i will twitter it for everybody no i'm nuts thank you speaking of pedro pascal and twitter oh yes let's have a little how come, nobody's, how come nobody's seen the tremendous work um that i that i put in with my uh, with a single post i think it's genuinely hilarious i think i've put the sequencing bang on not to toot my own trumpet sorry just quickly the that actor was called bella ramsey that's it yep um so she'll play early in the tv show yep. um yeah, I like that. I like that little post that you did. I thought it was good. A little nice little introduction. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. And it's it's also it's a little challenge for all the listeners to figure out which one PJ is and which one Pedro Pascal is. Hmm. It's a real difficult one. It's a mystery. I will say I was pleasantly surprised with how like him I looked. <laughs> I thought it would be way off, but I was like, actually, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. That's why I'm growing this terrible facial hair. I just want to fit in. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still really tempted. I just, I can't get that the Maverick tash. Yeah, it's good stuff, though, isn't it? The thing is, if I started now, I might have one from November. <laughs> if I start <laughs> now, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe it's possible. I mean, I can have a go, can I? Um. Yeah, so again, we don't really have a topic for this week, but we we were talking just briefly before we started. I think we'll talk a little bit about the boys. Yep. Um, up to where it is, which is up to episode four right now. Yep. Of season three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Hang on. So wait a minute. You you marathoned season one and two immediately before. Yeah, so I'm like well aware of like what's going on. Katie had never well, seen it. How well we, run together? How much? How much yeah, tie in no. is there? Uh, it runs together very well. Um, Katie had never seen it. I I watched the first season actually flying back from Australia after seeing you. Oh, cool. Um, and then I loved it doing when we did that. And then during COVID, when it was the second season releasing week by week that became like our big talking point i remember we used to get on video games and talk about the latest episode of the boys yeah um it was great i think the show is really good <laughs> yeah i think it's it keeps a consistent quality across every um every episode and every season as well i know somebody was saying to us yesterday he thinks this has been way worse than the other ones i was like i don't disagree i'm not getting that at all yeah disagree <laughs> um i think it's really good the person i'd like to there's there is a character in it who is so unlikable and terrifying and I love him it's Homelander he's an awful character in all the right ways every time he's on screen I'm genuinely like oh my god like he could just laser somebody's face off he might just snap somebody like but it's captivating I'm like it's so, oh my god <laughs> yeah I think um, so we will go spoilers for this as well so if you haven't if, you have, if you're not up to date um, if you've seen episode one and two great for example if you've not seen four don't listen to this because it's spoilery but there is a scene where in episode four where homelander and huey sort of stand yeah, toe to toe that was the moment yeah and it's like yeah shit this this could happen right now and the whole no. context of the show could change <laughs> yeah um because because he has done it before and he's changed the context of the show before yeah. but yeah. um and it's also, out. 
it's also made, sure that's <laughs> you, you go, he took sorry. out like a major he took out a major character this episode yeah well it's, new major anyway yeah major yeah. enough it's like you just don't really know because yeah they can just basically sort of do whatever they want um because it, it it does seem like that kind of show i've not i've not got any background with the source material for this yeah, and no so problem. i've got no idea how close it is to any of that and whether whether it foreshadows or not but um, yeah, I love I love him. I think watching him be a maniacal pest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is um, yeah, it's, it is captivating. I think that's the right word. It's it's completely captivating and completely terrifying. Um, yes, it was the Huey moment where uh, he he asks him what Starlight's like in bed, and he's like just staring, and it's like oh, oh. and like yeah. Huey even takes a. A, a little step forward, a step into it as well. Yeah, I like, like that as well. Holy like, yeah, yeah, Huey, <laughs> go Huey. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's your other, Who's your favorite character? Like aside from, he might not be your favorite, but who is your favorite character in that? Homelander isn't my favorite because he's so good at what he's trying to do. Does that mm. make sense? Mm-hmm. He's so terrifying. Like he's really good to watch, but he's not my favorite character. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Give, I like I'm gonna I like Starlight I like Huey but I'm gonna give a pair and I really like Frenchie and Kimiko. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they're a really interesting pairing and also a lot of the humor comes from those two. Mm-hmm. Um, like the bit where um, the hamster burrows into that guy's eye in this episode, and and Frenchie looks at him and goes, "Merci, Jamie." <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. And then at the end of season two, where all the women are like kicking the crap out of uh, Stormfront, that all the boys are watching, and, and Frenchie goes, Oh, girls do get it done. <laughs> I think so it's amazing. Good. It's so good. Oh, uh, Frenchie, that's my great yeah. French accent for everybody there as well. Yeah, yeah, it was unquestionable. Um, yeah, Serge. I like that's, a good, that's a good pick. I like that. Has Frenchie beefed up? I don't yeah, know I, if you'll have noticed this, but I, season two to three, he looks a lot wider. <laughs> so I, like, not like you, I didn't watch before. I've seen them before, but I didn't watch it in the immediate run-up. Um, but I did notice he looked different. And yeah, mm-hmm. I reckon he's larger. Um, yeah. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, um, I I think mine is um, Stan Edgar. Oh, he's great as well, to be I, just because he just doesn't... He's just so chill the entire way. Like, yep. there was a moment... There was a moment where... In episode four, I think, where they were doing a press conference. So mm. the, the superhero governing body were doing a press conference. And he enters the room to sort of um, get himself positioned. And just the way he moves and the way he holds himself in a conversation, it's like... he, he I don't know. He, he, he has power without having power. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then that that um, that scene basically uh, damns him in a certain way, and and then later in the episode we see him talking to Homelander, and Stan Edgar has been damned because of Homelander, so he's now out of position basically. But Homelander comes in and basically just gives th- threats with without being explicit about it, because yep. he can physically physically do these things um but what i what i loved about that scene was that then stan edgar just absolutely t- 
tongue lashes him, <laughs> even though even though he is no longer in that position of power and has zero hold over Homelander anymore. But he still absolutely nails him to the wall. And Homelander's, you can tell he's got his tail between his legs. Just from a little tongue lashing. It's so good. It. I think he's excellent. I think the way to beat Homelander is to not be afraid of Homelander. Because Homelander even mentions that his heart beats really low. And, like, I think if Homelander's going to kill you, he wants you scared before he does it. Yep. Or he doesn't care about you at all, but he yeah. does care about Stan Edgar, so he can't kill him because he's not afraid of Homelander, and that annoys mm-hmm. him. Yep. Yep. It's, it's <laughs> excellent. It is excellent. And it it's just, yeah, he's very well played by Giancarlo Esposito. Just so yeah. good. He's great. He's great in The Mandalorian, as Moff yeah. Gideon. Yeah. And I have a weird relationship with Breaking Bad. Everybody loves it. I think it's fine. But... All the stuff with Gus Fring in that is incredible. So even his death scene, right? Spoilers for for Breaking Bad. I should have said that before his death scene. (laughs) He is in a room where a bomb goes off and he steps out of the room and you can only see like half of his face. And then the camera pans around to the front of his face and his like other side is all like ruined. And he like straightens his tie and then he dies. I was like, what a badass. (laughs) (laughs) I can get with this. <laughs> this is good, I reckon. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. Um, the boys. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm not trying to rush us on much, but I am aware that I have to leave. God, two short podcasts in a row. Do apologize, everybody. It's all gravy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Actually, I, if we... We could use the boys as a jumping point for something I want to... What's that about? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Do that. Yeah. Just, Unless you've got anything else to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, I... I am loving it so far. I I disagree with the person we were talking about um, who says it's not good. I think it's as good and bits that are, if not better, because of the increased tension around Homelander this season. Um, I am very excited. Very excited. Do you... Okay, before we leave, predictions. Kimiko? Not dead. Not dead, agreed. Uh, and uh, Soldier Boy, what's going to happen with him? Soldier Boy, I think, will will have a f- big fight with MM, a big verbal, a big verbal because because MM is now losing it even more because in his eyes Kubiko is dead, yep. and it's Homelander's fault. So that's two teams that Homelander um, Soldier Boy Soldier Boy has buggered yep. for MM. So he, I reckon, he might try and go after him a little bit, um, but then I think Soldier Boy will make maybe make a sacrifice of himself yep. to aid the cause. I don't know. I I don't really have any evidence for that. I just, I sort of think they're not going to chase this guy down and then he's going to be bad as well. I think he's going to be good. Uh, I'm also looking forward to him. I've watched a lot of Supernatural. Jensen Ackles, I think I'm saying that right, is really cool. Um, so I'm glad that he's around. Uh, he's also way more buff in this than he is in Supernatural. But in Supernatural, his character is eating burgers every episode so that makes sense <laughs> top guy he I, I watched an interview with him as well he he is as as if not more Hollywood than Glenn Powell like such a huge personality in an interview room um, okay I'm just gonna what's, skip it what's on your little calls. segue so my little segue is the boys I think is really interesting and really well written uh, and it runs an interesting parallel 
between real world politics and the boys politics mm. so we were having a conversation yesterday with uh, a friend of ours and he was suggesting that Brooklyn Nine-Nine he didn't like the newest season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine which because it was so political now I have a couple of things here Brooklyn Nine-Nine has always had politics running throughout it there's stuff about race there's stuff about gender there's, there's um, even sexuality and stuff like that it runs throughout a lot of the seasons and a lot of the episodes so that's not new um, but also he was suggesting well I don't watch it for politics I watch it for laughs and stuff like that okay so here's my hot take <laughs> nothing can be written in a vacuum no matter what you write it will be influenced by the world you live in um, so the boys is a prime example they've taken real world things and morphed it into the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine did the same thing and this happens everywhere if you look at um, uh, let's do the original Star Wars trilogy and the prequel trilogy George Lucas hated Nixon and Bush and the Emperor Darth Vader Anakin when he goes evil they even directly quote Bush Nixon all that thing like everything is political there is always politics in things because you cannot write in a vacuum you will always be influenced by something yeah and it's not even directly relating to politics a lot of times it's like people have an issue with or they they claim it's political when they're when they when a show addresses something around sexuality or gender or whatever and it's like and that's people are being more vocal about that being a bad thing nowadays yeah but because they're like it, it only happens nowadays because everyone's got to say it no like there's so many shows from years ago that have got um like gay couples together or um somebody with like with a gender backstory or whatever it's like now nah, this has been happening for a long time and it's always been fine like oh, the yeah. thing that you're moaning about now was in a show that you loved like 10 15 years ago and you were fine yeah. with it then like what yeah you, it's probably just cuz it went over your head then like that's oh, it's it just, <laughs> everything it's just, if, even if you look at um I'm trying to think of examples top gun maverick um you could make a case for that being very pro uh, American military yeah yeah um, and then you can make a case for uh, Cap Captain America Winter Soldier being very anti uh, American government it's all about mm -hmm. going against surveillance and stuff like that mm -hmm. like everything has a political <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so and now you can this is my my constant bugbear you can complain I think that the writing in this season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been weaker but that's not because of the politics. That's weaker writing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the that's the actual criticism that you're trying to get to, but yeah. you think it's the politics. <laughs> but it's but it's just not. It's it just not, happens that that's yeah. been written in, and the writing around it doesn't it, help it, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that said, I loved the season. I thought it was really good. <laughs> and the issues that are addressed, I think, are very well addressed, and they need addressed. It's like, there's nothing wrong I know, with this. I know that they scrapped uh, their original version of a couple of episodes because of the whole George Floyd thing. And mm. like, look, if you've got the platform and you want to say something as a creative, then say it. I don't. I don't I think care. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, clearly, people, went, you like, don't particularly don't with, have to agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the exact thing. But um, particularly with this show, it seems like everyone on board are good people, like actual the actual people, not the characters necessarily. Um, so they they are using their platform for good or attempting to at least um, yep. so yeah you're exactly right if you've got it I think you probably should do something with it um, yeah. and I think you would write a worse piece 
of storytelling if you wrote it without context for anything happening in the world i have okay very nerdy i wrote my uh uni dissertation on how science fiction and whenever science fiction is written that gives you a more accurate feeling of what um life in that uh i forgot the name of it in that time was like you get an idea better idea of the culture and the society and stuff like that from science fiction because all science fiction is taking fears and stuff like that from current times uh, and taking them to their like extreme lengths um and you can see that in things like well let's say cyberpunk 2077 the consumerism the lack of human contact all that kind of stuff all taken to extremes of what we currently have mm-hmm you could so you can argue well that's political it's just storytelling <laughs> it's just how it goes like because <laughs> yeah because it's it's easy to to lean on that sort of source material that's that's how it goes that's how you tell stories people say write what you know that's how you do it <laughs> yeah and I, and I don't know nothing so that's why i don't write yeah and you can't read oh yeah true yeah i forgot about that i'll just uh, i'll just read my notes here and see if what i have <laughs> they're, just, they're just hieroglyphics <laughs> windings your windings uh, yeah. truly the finest font <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much time do you got uh not much because it's 10 minute drive and it's uh currently starts in eight minutes yeah okay cool i i'll hold on to my what's that about for next time then because I, I do really want to get into mine as well but it's it's way less serious than yours it's a little a little more light-hearted but yep. yeah if if you think something's bad because it's trying to do a good thing you can get in the bin yeah this is sort of tangentially not politics related as such and this is just a a little sort of side if your complaints about a show is because or a film is because so and so didn't show up or because a thing you wanted didn't happen you're allowed to be disappointed in those things those are not decent criticisms of what is being presented to you I can't watch uh, I say I went to the Batman I went Superman didn't show up. Zero out of ten. That's yeah. not a fair criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so that is uh, that is my little... Yeah, just talking about criti- criticisms, politicals and that kind of stuff is actually watch the show. What is the show trying to tell you and criticise that? It's probably not the politics. You probably just don't like the writing. Yeah. People are incapable of being objective when it's a thing that they want to just zone out for, though, isn't it? So. Yes, exactly. Anyway, I do need to wrap it up, so big problem. Um Bye bye everybody. Give him give him a follow, remember he's still gonna post some stuff. I don't know don't know what you're gonna post. I haven't posted I haven't posted a video game photo recently, but yes, on uh, the podcast ones I will post I will post the last of us image. Yes. Next yes, thing do coming. That. So yeah, so PJ is on uh, at PJ Game Photos uh, on Instagram. We yeah. are uh, at Did You See the Thing on Instagram at what's that about on twitter and if you have anything you want us to well anything you want pj to read and i'll just sit next to him while he reads it just email it us <laughs> did you see the thing at gmail.com all very true <laughs> <laughs> right i'm sorry it's another short one guys we'll get better at our scheduling next time nah. Nah, maybe not though nah. um thank you for listening again and we'll see you all next week Bye. The end. Full stop. <laughs>